0: Welcome to Cambo Rico, the podcast with Pedro Martinez and Rosemary Mel. another episode and we're losing track of the episodes and let me take this off. there we go Now I can talk better feels weird when I'm, li- I'm listening to my voice with a delay so I feel like <laughs> All right guys so uh, another week has gone by uh, we haven't done a podcast since last week. we're gonna try to stick once a week and a little by little increase. Um, mm-hmm. we're doing a couple of things this week, you know, especially with the kids, uh, yeah, having appointments and, uh, just, you know, working a little bit on the house. Haven't done much, but uh, we're in a pandemic, so we're not trying to do, uh, too much. So we have officially entered the fall season. It's getting a little cooler at night, uh, early in the mornings. It's nice to Oh yeah. It's like perfect it. right now. However, it's still hot during the day. Yeah. I mean, it was like a... Ninety-five at the airport on uh, two days ago, which actually broke record it was ninety-four. But uh all these records I don't know. So weird because things seems to be happening in a, cyclical. It's a
1: cycle. Yeah, that's a cycle. Uh, or
0: at least, you know, if you go yeah. way back, oh it hasn't happened since you know nineteen fourteen or whatever. You know, I said, well, wait a second, so that means it happened before. So it's not really a new thing. So
1: Yeah, I guess in our lifetime they mean
0: that could be yeah, it. In our lifetime. Um with that we are probably just a little bit over a month for a Christmas season to start here in Puerto Rico. We start Christmas uh, on November 1st.
1: I know. At first, it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> everybody starts to decorate their house and start painting and Christmas songs are playing on the radio in November. It's so weird. It's like a mindset of everybody switches.
0: Right. And I think... Uh, we all getting ready for Black Friday. And it's Thanksgiving and Black Friday. That's about it. Uh, Halloween, um, I don't no. think it's as strong as uh, in the U.S. And the U.S. is a big thing. Here, obviously, Halloween is it's okay. It's, it's not really as strong, yeah, especially with emphasized. all the crime, with all the pandemic. I don't think it's yeah. going to be even anything this year. But definitely Thanksgiving is one of the biggest holidays after Mother's Day, uh, followed by Christmas. Um, so, yeah, we, we're feeling the, the Christmas airs, uh, the, the coolness <laughs> of Christmas, uh, and pretty soon the radios are going to start pumping uh, the Christmas, Christmas carols so and all that. So.
1: <laughs> I know all of our friends are giving us like a little nudge and an eye to see what we're doing for Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. <laughs> well,
0: you know, we might have uh, anything other than turkey, pork maybe, oh, lechon God. or something like that. we got to figure something Asians
1: out. Asians don't do... We're going to make this an Asian Thanksgiving. I'm cooking, so it's going to be an Asian Thanksgiving. So
0: that would be great. I
1: have to find a duck.
0: So um, also with the season, uh, as we approach in October, we're getting uh, mangoes, avocados. Obviously, we don't have pana here yet, uh, but we're getting a lot of fruits out there. We got cerola, which is uh, those wild cherries.
1: Oh, all these plants we grew from seed. Do you know how patient you have to be just that? To wait and see them grow?
0: What, between three and six years?
1: Oh my, I mean, let's see, the mango just sprouted. I Uh mean, just sprouted a fruit. So, how how long is it? Like six years. That's six six years. years. Avocado is the same thing. Mm -hmm. Acerola, the same thing. The pana, the pana was like, five and
0: a half years okay and well, pa- pana pana is half a half breadfruit years. yeah the breadfruit yeah. we do have breadfruit a uh, different kind the ones that has those seeds inside and i know that uh, i was reading some of the comments people are confusing i was confusing as well durian with jackfruit, jackfruit. with pana. somebody said yeah the durian i mean no the jackfruit it's like a, a different kind of panna i said no, no 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 this is a fruit it's not a vegetable it's totally different but i even um posted a link to the difference somebody laid out on the floor, you know, different type, of you know, the breadfruit, the one with the seeds inside, the guanabana, and the jackfruit. The jackfruit is the largest by, you know, by a big margin. It's Obviously, the there delicious. wasn't a durian, so, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we're getting there. Um, granted, uh, talking to the local uh, uh, agriculture experts, there are ways to actually make the mango... Uh, start giving out fruit within a year however those are artificial ways to do things i mean there's are techniques that they use uh, especially in other countries like Congo Africa we were talking to our oh, friend yeah. Oscar his sons oh, basically yeah. when you start uh, slicing a tree and you know uh, oh, splicing yeah. it or propagating. I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah basically propagating there are different ways to do that but we're doing things here just naturally we just uh, do seedlings and then plant them on the ground and uh, they get water if it rains if it doesn't rain then they die, <laughs> <You just gotta laughs> get
1: thirsty for a little bit
0: already. So, um, we are growing as we go with this podcast. Uh, one of the things that somebody suggested was hey, you know, talk a little bit of things that affect Puerto Rico, especially since uh, we know we have a big diaspora, you know, basically uh, Puerto Ricans living in the states that are uh watching the videos, watching the this uh, uh the podcast. Which, by the way, uh, we are on SoundCloud, we're on Spotify. And you can find us on iTunes and a couple others. I think we, you know, I just set that up yesterday. Um, they said within 24 hours, I already saw the clips within iTunes. So basically, if you are not doing anything and want to get bored a little bit, just um, listen to our podcast, us <laughs> rambling about anything and everything.
1: Listening to our soothing voices as you garden yes. or something.
0: Hey, <laughs> all right. So oh, talking about soothing voices, and I'm kind of jumping all over here. And now I'm going to get to the, those little topics that we wrote down. But your car broke down this week. And I want you to elaborate on that. Because you were going to one of the appointments with, uh, with the kids. And all of a sudden, the car just stopped working in the middle of the road. A busy road, by the way. Oh, my And God. what happened? In
1: a busy time. Okay. So I'm a little bit naive when it comes to the car. Or flashing lights in the car. And sometimes I'm like... Well, maybe it's a malfunction. So the battery like was flashing as I was on the road. I texted Panther. I was like, "Should I be worried about this light?" I think it's okay. And so I just kept going, and right in the middle of an intersection, it was a really busy intersection where, where there's an outlet mall on one side and there's Walmart in the front, and since it's right off the inner the the interstate, you know, just people. It was like a busy time, and. All of a sudden the air conditioner goes off and the engine stops and I'm sitting there like, What is going on? And I'm like, Oh my god, the kids okay, they were sleeping, they fell asleep. And when I pressed on the gas, nothing happened. Nothing. So I turned off the car, put it in park, and started like trying to do turn it on. It was like and I was like, It's the
0: battery. Oh, was
1: (laughs) it? That's how it sounded to me. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> nice. So, then what happened? Oh, my day?
1: God. I, I was about to cry, but I was just like, you know what? Let, let's just do this. And Puerto Ricans, are, are they're very understanding when it comes to a car breaking down in the middle of the road. Because there are a lot of lemons here. So, I guess it happens often. And a lot of people do keep towing equipment or... Extra tools in the car to make sure that they are able to help others if need be and thankfully this couple I guess they, they just out of the kindness of their heart just stopped and was like we have a tow rope and we can help you so let's tow you over here so you'd be a safe place and they they hooked up the car and they were bilingual <sighs> um and and helped us and what coincidentally they also listened to this podcast and they the only reason that they really stopped was because they recognized the car and
0: right and, yeah and, and i'm talking to rafa and alex by the way hi yeah. uh, guys thank you so much appreciate it uh so rafa uh rafael and alex um funny part is they also used to live in Virginia and uh-huh. they moved here just a few weeks ago so they bought a house uh, nearby on the other side of the mountain uh here in Rio Grande and one of the things that I mentioned is that yeah you know you have an intro in some of the videos that you have posted and I know Puerto Rico really well so I recognized the car and said look that's the car and I think that's a girl and he <laughs> said I don't know her name but all I know is that when the video start uh there's a guy called I uh, am Pedro Martinez. <laughs> so that's what that's the thing that he <laughs> remember. He say I don't know your name, but I know your your husband is Pedro Martinez. <laughs> so, well, thankfully that was good. So we pulled over to the uh, Walmart parking Life-savers. lot, and you know, I was able to get there with another friend, uh, Rafa, as well. <laughs> the same name, uh, and, and uh, bought a battery. You know, uh, at the other at store, and got that. Got the alternator, taken uh, taken out, and right now, which is, by the way, another thing, Um, Puerto Rico, since the pandemic, and because a local law that forces stores, especially big stores, um, basically to pay taxes for inventory, meaning that if they have that inventory at the store for 30 days, they have to pay taxes. So what they're doing now is they have limited supplies, and they're ordering things and things are getting delayed. So the alternator that in a, perhaps a year ago, I could have just picked one up and, and that's it and swap it uh, for a new one. Now it's taking a week just to arrive because it's coming from Atlanta. So oh. that's one thing that uh, I, I meant to mention because there's a few people that are talking about, hey, why is everything's empty? We go Home Depot. They only have the bare minimum. Go to Walmart. Go to, to the oh, big stores. Right. Even Costco, you know, they have the, the, the big ticket items. But other things, they're a refrain from actually maintaining a big storage of that because mm-hmm. again if, if it goes beyond 30 days and that's still on the shelf or on the warehouse they're going to be retaxed for that which yeah, is uh, you I know one of the things that needs to change here locally on the island i
1: think it's big on a like if you if you need to buy big appliances uh-huh. it's, it's a real pain like if you need a refrigerator if one went bad and you have to get a new one mm-hmm. then you'd have to wait for a shipment of a new refrigerator to come so what are you going to do with the food what are you going to do? or you know it's or if a new stove it's you know, it's really a, a painful process if you have to go through
0: it. It is a painful process. So they were able to help us. Out. We actually invited them over the other day, uh, Rafa and Alex. Uh, again, guys, I appreciate it for the help. Um, but uh, I'll do the same. If you guys are here guys talk and get stuck and I, you know, cross path, uh, uh, we'll be happy to. We have
1: tow ropes. We have ropes, charging we cables. We have tools. <laughs> we, we're ready we to help. We got beer
0: them. too, so <laughs> <laughs> that will help out. And a
1: cold beer just to week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, um, in talking to them and other um, expats, you know, folks that have relocated to the island, one of the common things that have come up is this thing about homeschooling, uh, which is uh, which is funny because um, homeschooling in the state was something that was uh, looked upon, you know, looked down upon, meaning that, oh, you're homeschool. Someone's oh. like, oh, yeah, you, you know, OK, you know, you're one of those. Same thing here. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're one of the weirdos, you know, or something like that. But funny part is that even now, schools like Harvard <laughs> and every other, you know, elite colleges, they're doing these online things. It's technically it's basically online. School. So, um, expats coming here, they have chosen, not because they're moving to Puerto Rico, it's because there seems to be a trend that they've been doing it for a while. They move to Puerto Rico and this easy transition for the kids because, you know, they have their own curriculum. They don't have to be waiting on school year or doing all the uh, the painful process that goes along with you know registering uh, mm-hmm. new kids here in Puerto Rico and adjusting it and having a school system that sucks is really not tailored to those uh, bilingual kids coming in on yeah. the public school so uh, it was interesting to to read about that and that's why I was asking you hey you know I know you have looked uh, into it because our oldest you know was homeschooled uh, in Virginia and how, how does it work here? I mean, how does homeschooling work here in, as a whole? If somebody's going to move in and they have small kids, let's say between ages 5 and 12, I mean, what are the steps? Is, is there any regulatory uh, requirements? Is anything free for all? I mean, how does it work?
1: I think when we were doing our oldest, uh, that was a little bit more cumbersome rather than having them when they were young. Like, we're starting our kids on, on a homeschooling program. I will be.
0: The small ones. Yeah, the
1: small ones. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to start them on a homeschooling program and you have to read the laws. Fortunately, in Puerto Rico, the laws are very lenient when it comes to homeschool. So there's no really um, set regulatories when it comes to that. So you don't have to do like annual testing to see where they're at and blah, blah, blah. It's up to the teacher and the teacher does not have to be certified. So, per se in Virginia, you have to be a certified teacher or a certified tutor to be able to homeschool. But here in Puerto Rico, there are no regulations on that. So, you know, you're able, you're able as a mother or, you know, as, as an outside or as a parent, you're able to be creative with the menu. Mm-hmm. when it, yeah
0: (laughs) All right. so everybody knows that we're recording so let's go ahead and pick that up really quick
1: so as a parent you know it's really easy for you to to be able to control the curriculum your child has and online there's online curriculums there's also um, books that you could purchase programs that you could purchase at a very affordable price versus the private schools here which almost do the same it's like a homeschool based and so they do follow a curriculum Mm -hmm. that you know based on an outside program and they have you know their teachers that monitor your children but yet at home they you know they do the bulk of the work Mm -hmm. so so that's just for a social aspect of it but then you pay $3,000 Three thousand dollars or two thousand dollars a month
0: for a babysitter.
1: For yeah, for a glorified babysitter, basically. Mm-hmm. But you get to they get to interact with other kids, and there's also field trips that you could go to, learning, learning activities, museums. Um, so there's that aspect of it. But it's a growing community here for homeschooling families, and so you could connect. There's there's actually something online
0: mm-hmm.
1: for Puerto Rican families to connect and. You know, for those who live close by, they, they do a range. So then you could get together and do the same thing as these schools are doing. It's just, you know, you're, you're doing it on your own, but that's the freedom you have with the homeschooling.
0: Right. And for a step into college, you know, as long as they pass the same test, the SATs or whatever it is, oh, I mean, that, yeah. that's all it is pretty much as long as you get.
1: Well, that's true. Oh, uh, and, well, I was saying when it comes to Peter... Uh, our oldest child, when it came to homeschooling, we did have to keep a curriculum of his mm-hmm. high school um, classes and um, a progression. Okay. Not a curriculum, I'm sorry. It's like a, a transcript. Okay. So we had. I had to keep um, a transcript to see where I thought he was at mm-hmm. within his programs of, you know, high school history or whatever mm-hmm. to make sure that when he did go into a college and they required a transcript then i could provide that and they do have templates and stuff online but you didn't have to have a a standardized test for those who are homeschooled and it's it's basically just doing the sats of the college board and then getting in
0: cool and and, uh he did great which you know that was good because we didn't have to pay the On the private college, the the first semester, first year. Oh yeah, so it was convenient for him, right? Just because uh, the how high he he scored the SATs. Mm -hmm. So, but it was good. So um, again, homeschooling is a definitely good option, and in reality now with the whole pandemic,
1: it's a norm. It's it's becoming pretty much
0: now. Everybody's doing online, uh, virtual classes. So, with the parent next to them, so it's basically homeschooling just with somebody that's guiding them so Mm -hmm. um again it's just how the pandemic has turned things around um expats seems to be coming here for better quality of life they eat better they breathe better uh regardless of you know the political side of things the socioeconomic things and they they feel like they're getting a bargain coming in here they feel more relaxed Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I think has been a growing number of English speakers, expats, uh, arriving to the island, which is, you know, we welcome them. Um, it's, very, it's neat to see. I think every country goes through that. Uh, this time is Puerto Rico. I guess we, all the nonsense that, that, that we're hearing and reading about on the main line, people are feeling that, you know, we need to mm-hmm. get to a location where we're away from all that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go off the grid if we wanted to and still enjoy, you beautiful beaches and nice mountains you know great food and and certain aspects are still cheaper obviously you know things have uh, uh, electronics cars and things like that we pay a little premium because of the shipping because all the different laws that are oh, imposes yeah. taxes on us however you know food relatively speaking is cheap and uh, it can not be healthy as well you know if you like fried food you know this will be a yeah. great island to be <laughs> in because the locals love fried food, Fry anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you fry a shoe, they'd probably like. I want to taste that. <laughs>
0: well, a little bit of adobo <laughs> that would work. <laughs> All right. So um, again, going back to the uh, suggestions, you know, really quick, uh, I'm gonna give you some the the top topics of the uh, or subjects or headlines of the week. You know, Trump administration has announced thirteen. Um, Billion dollars in aid for Puerto Rico, and I must say that this is actually, well, this is actually part of FEMA. This was oh, supposed yeah? to be released a year ago, but uh, <laughs> let's be honest: if you would have given the previous governor 13 billion dollars, it would have been gone by now.
1: God, he would have pocketed like a third of that. They
0: are corrupted, you know, mm. and still there's a lot of corruption. So I'm hoping that that 13 billion in aid for Puerto Rico will get to the right place Uh, FEMA has also committed to invest 2.6 million dollars to straighten the Puerto Rico agriculture industry which was very Ah, right so very affected here on the island due to multiple Irma Maria earthquakes, and Isaac. you know the uh, the hurricanes Uh so it has been you know uh, three years of you know really decay in the local agriculture Mm -hmm. um 41 towns in Puerto Rico among the recipient of another $91.4 million. And this is also in FEMA grants. Again, this is separate. It's not all part of the $13 billion. Um, That's basically to get historic size and main roads that are really destroying, especially in the middle of the island. Those towns still have broken roads with big-ass potholes and... Um, um, the, uh, some other structure for the ones I see on the screen is basically in Vieques, that's basically, uh, the lighthouse is used by the local oh, fishermen yeah. to be able to know where they are. So thankfully we have GPS, but the lighthouse is very important, especially during storms and, and where GPS, you know, may not be working or may, they don't even have GPS. it was talking about fishermen, uh, leveraging lighthouses. So that's important for them in that area. And mm-hmm. finally, um, According to Abexus, this is a company that does surveys. Mm-hmm. They're claiming yeah. that 100% of Puerto Ricans have internet coverage. <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> if I. I don't sh- think so. I don't know if I should be able to believe that. I mean, um, I know friends that they don't have internet. I mean, mobile devices. Yes, you can uh, to oh, certain yeah, extent. With yeah, with mobile devices. But then
1: there's like. Holes around their pockets, yeah. yeah. They just don't yeah. even they're have judges. coverages,
0: you know. Maybe you have bars, sometimes you don't even have coverage. So, uh, I don't know where the information is coming from, but this is what they're claiming. And you have asked for hey, how's Puerto Rico doing with coronavirus? Well, you know, we have something here. So, according to El Nuevo Dia and the local CDC office, are tracking that. So, we hung uh, ass off this morning, and today is September the 24th. 627 deaths, um, over 21,000 cases that have been confirmed, 22,000 that they haven't been confirmed, that's probable. (laughs) I guess those are the testing that we're still waiting. And currently, as of today, 364 uh, people hospitalized um, due to, or perhaps, perhaps coronavirus because you know they haven't been able to compare for they're hospitalized either with uh, respiratory machines or or just as a result of coronavirus So there you have it so those are the news for this week everything else just tune in to cna (laughs) or your local we're not going to be a news uh outlet (laughs) we're just basically sharing some of the things that expats my experience here on the island um as a result of the coronavirus and things that you have asked for so uh, I remind you that if you like this video or there any videos that you're watching give it a thumbs up don't forget to subscribe and hit that little bell like icon so you get notified next time we upload a video um, ask anything if we don't know we're trying to find out make any comments we welcome any feedback and hopefully this will be of help to you especially those living here on the island English speakers and also those that will be relocating soon they're there either in New York, Florida, Texas, you know. I want to say hi to all those folks from even California. We have a couple people on Instagram there. Every day they're giving thumbs up and giving the love, you know, over Instagram. So I want to say hi to all of them. All right. Well, another question is, what's a grocery shopping here like? Uh, and this is basically because coming back coming from the U.S., uh, where things are already available, we have the Costco's, we have the the whatever local... Like, uh, uh, places for Sam's Club and all these big items. So I don't know. People might think that oh, you're on an island. Why are you eating coconuts and bananas every day? <laughs> How does that work here? Well,
1: that's a that's a very open-ended question for you because what I was a more hardcore shopper when I was in in the states. So I was a big well, couponer oh. and. You know, I was all about the stacking of the coupons and clipping them every week and looking at all the the shoppers and advertisements of sales and whatnot. And then I did a route. So I carried that mentality here. Except for they don't accept coupons. None of them? They, they do accept coupons, but it's like... It's so hard to find and if you if you print out an online coupon, they're so like particular about it So it's just like why even bother, you know, it's just like going through the government system It's just like a whole I guess controversy when using coupons. I mean, I had to I did freak out one time (laughs) When they wouldn't accept a coupon and that was like the last time I was like I'm sick of it so what I do now is we have our basics that I I do buy, so well, I know. Where
0: do you where do you buy? I that's mean, the
1: bulk items that I know are long-term storage, and that is at Costco.
0: Any, oh, Costco. That's so, at Costco. So we do have a local Costco, and we have Sam's Club as well. Uh-huh, so,
1: uh-huh.
0: And it's probably uh, half an hour from here, 30 minutes?
1: Yeah, it's like, well, it's more like, well, traffic is like 45 minutes. Okay. Right. But, you know, they have all the, all the, uh, the goods here are the same anywhere, in any Costco. Mm-hmm. And they're great for buying things in bulk and long-term storage. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get certain fresh food items that are imported, like strawberries aren't local here, and some of the apples and stuff that, that you know, they just seem to be fresher for some because they have more of a turnover.
0: Well oh, by the way, and just so you know, we import 75% of what we eat here in Puerto Rico. For obvious reasons you know we're mm. so small with three point some million dollars which by the way if we have billions of dollars coming in why well, we don't just give you a, a million dollar per household all of a sudden <laughs> the 3.5 million people are going to be rich and there'll be no problems right but anyway so uh cost well we don't shop on samsung no either. no
1: no but you know it's, it's a good option to have uh-huh. but i would because costco has a lot of organic items mm-hmm. um and more unique items I usually go there but if you go to Sam's Club they have more uh, localized specific items like they do have the, the blended sofrito and you know more targeted towards you know the local Puerto Ricans while Costco seems to be more targeted towards um, Americanized more Americanized diet okay. um, and a more organic diet or health conscious or whatever but when it comes to the meats, uh-huh. Costco does have U.S. prices because they are they have to go through the USDA, and
0: which is <laughs> weird because I mean some of the best beef not necessarily are from the U.S. I mean Argentina has very top oh, of the line beef goodness. and some other places in South America that really have good stuff and even the cots sometimes they even.
1: They're even better. Even than better,
0: you know, better quality in terms of, you know, how age they are, the, the cost, how thick they are, how much you get for the money as well.
1: So mm-hmm. so I usually go to the local markets for that. In and local
0: markets, like, for example, oh, which it's
1: the, Whichever has the best price. So there are cycles. Huh. And you memorize the cycles depending on... Um,
0: looking at the shoppers. Yeah, know, looking at the
1: shoppers. And eventually what you else? kind of memorize, like... Because I look at them so often, weekly, you memorize Which days what days and what meats or and holidays are when you start hoarding, like Mother's Day, Father's Day, um, Thanksgiving, and Christmas is when you hoard your big item because meat prices like dropped dramatically, just drastically. And it's, it's a wonderful thing because we have a huge chest freezer. So,
0: technically, what where, where I'm hearing is that if you move to Puerto Rico, plan to purchase chest freezers and by the way if you're moving in and uh, with all your stuff make sure you buy them in the u.s those you know eight feet or ten feet chest freezers you know that you can put as much meat as much stuff as you can uh obviously uh make sure you have generator or or or, or a solar green just in case because electrical system here is not the most reliable but um just remember that so if you're on the island and you want to start saving and you have a family you want to buy in bulk once a month and, and, and begin learning the cycles and make sure you have a big chest freezers to put mm-hmm. all that fruit. Ours has been a
1: lifesaver.
0: What, what, what are the, the names of those local stores that you go to? Like Rouse we is go, one? I go to
1: Rouse and Ikono the most. Ikono. Icono. Okay. Yeah. Actually Ikono Icono is very good at getting um, hard to find items anywhere else. That's where sometimes I can find bok choy and daikon to make my kimchi. <laughs> But since, I guess since the pandemic, they haven't been importing it. And it's, mm. I, I haven't, I have, I need a kimchi fix. So I'm getting like the Twitches. <laughs>
0: so, well, besides those two, we got um, oh, Farm Co op. Farm Co op is that one. Street. Uh, Amigo, I don't think they, they closed those, right? They used to be owned by Walmart, or they still oh, have. I uh, can't remember.
1: Uh, the one near us closed. The one uh-huh. near us and Loquillo, that one
0: closed. And, and you do have a lot of local places where, like, a fruit stands. They you know they give you more than fruits, juices and stuff like that. If oh, you want to get oh, yeah. local like bananas, again, seventy five percent of it is imported, but you get you do get some local stuff here. And and I believe we talk about uh, the first few podcast about organic farming here that you know uh-huh. yes it's great if you can find one uh if you can have friends that have trees and you know they they don't they have too many stuff just yeah,
1: gift it to you right
0: just get those um but it's usually a lot more expensive you know so it's it's sadly to say but sometimes better just buy at the local market or the local super uh, grocery store because yeah. it's it's cheaper and and you're probably getting the same thing you know so
1: yeah, that's well again
0: trying to support the local market it just sometimes hard especially if you have you know big family and you're trying to feed all that uh, you can't get very expensive um, yeah, so yeah. you don't they don't accept coupons or it's a hazard to get coupons ha-
1: they'll accept it it's just uh-huh. they, they make you jump through hoops and ladders for it and um, cycles for the shoppers are really important um, Knowing your local grocer because sometimes you're able to ne- not negotiate, but um, If you're there often enough you're you you can talk to the managers to see if they can get certain items that you, you really really want mm-hmm. As long as you buy it in bulk, so uh, I do get all my Asian sauces and stuff from um, One local Asian grocery store here, and there's only two
0: but, the, on the on the Thailand
1: right. on the well, I don't know by the entire I mean so far island, yeah, but yeah, so, but. so far that's all well, I found in the San
0: Juan area
1: in the San Juan area and okay. if you if you if you talk to her and you buy things in bulk and which mm-hmm. I do I hoard all the Asian things um, you know you're able to get the things that you need like um, like Thai soy sauces Thai tamarind um, blocks. Palm sugar is hard to find here. The noodles. Noodles. I am a noodle fanatic. Mm-hmm. And so I buy boxes and boxes of rice noodles, egg noodles, um, mm-hmm. the the vermicelli noodles, mung mm-hmm. bean noodles. Yeah, so Pager's a noodle head now that I
0: am. <laughs> I do like noodles a lot. So.
1: But yeah. shopping here is basically cyclical. And you can get the most bang for your buck if you understand the cycles so usually when when i go shopping i go shopping once a month mm-hmm. and i think the most i've spent is five hundred dollars and that's only if we have to replenish our dog food
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh our basic necessities like toilet paper and cleaning products right. um, for a
0: family of five
1: right yeah for a family of five
0: and we do it a lot so
1: and we share with others i, oh, yeah, I love yeah. cooking we like, always have people over yeah, so, so i we cook always for have everybody effort, so. that's here uh-huh. and and so i think 500 dollars a month at most is pretty good and if it's not any of the bulk items it's usually 300 250 to 300 and that's with meats
0: well that doesn't include alcohol beers oh, and wine yeah, Let's speak on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, we have a different budget for that. Yeah,
0: I don't even want to get into how much we spend on that, but yeah, that doesn't include...
1: <laughs> and I like single barrel whiskey and that's hard wow. to find here, and so if you're willing to pay for it, you get it. But you have to pay for it. So
0: good. All right, guys, I want to keep it. Again, we're not trying to keep this half an hour or so. You know, there might be times that we do go a little over and we have plenty to talk about um, I remind you, send us your comment, questions, anything you want to know about living in shipping container homes uh, off the grid, living on the island um, life. dealing with life here on the island Again, um, just any kind of information um, I think we have answer a lot of them offline again I'm not trying to repeat if uh, I see that somebody has a, a question about hey where do I get somebody to ship a uh, ship container for me because I don't I'm not mechanical I don't know how to well well you know there's a local group called Casa Vagón Puerto Rico talk about that you can ask them uh, a lot of people that are English uh, speaking and they post pictures and things like that so they got Facebook groups uh, but again uh, those the information I usually share it uh, either on Facebook or on Instagram directly. So if you have any questions shoot me. Uh, Try to check at least once a day, you know, go through all the questions and comments uh, with coffee in hand or beer in hand. So and that's it for today. So thank you so much, we appreciate it for the support. Uh, again continue to share this with your friends and family. And um, if I don't talk to you online or see you or post anything until next week see you next week, please stay safe bye